from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody, your new favorite podcast. Wow, I got that out without tripping over myself. That's unusual. How are we doing, everybody? Good. How you doing? Fantastic. Hey, John, coming in hot with that mic. I like that. Hey, about, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Patrick? Hi. Are you there, honey? Yeah, I'm here. Everything Hi. okay? Yeah. Good. Sounds Working excited as ever. You know, the usual. Jake's here. John's here. Our new rotating, well, our new uh, permanent guest star, the Martin Landau of... Uh, <laughs> The podcast. Uh, only John will get that reference. Uh, okay, Kalei is here. That's right. See, John, perfect. That Yay. was perfect. That was a perfect okay boomer. John did it. Mm-hmm. That was the correct usage. Now watch this. This is how you flip that. You know who doesn't mind boomers? Your mom. That's what you do. Hey-o. That's what you do. You flip the, you throw the old mom joke in there. Mm-hmm. It's like a reverse. It's like in wrestling when they're going to give you the suplex and you reverse it. Gotcha. You do the Randy Orton take it. The RKO. Randy Orton take that. Uh so we have a lot of we have a lot to cover. Uh oh yeah. There's a lot of people, a lot of people died this week. John, who died this week? Who died this week? I might be behind, but there was like five or six the previous week. Right. You had uh Gina Lola Brigida, David Crosby. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a couple weeks um, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So was there somebody this week who, who died this week? Uh, well, I'll tell you who died. Uh, my soul. Uh, because LeBron James is now the leading scorer in the NBA. Broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record of uh, 38,387 points, which stood for uh, uh, many, almost 40 years, I believe. Um, You know. Um, there's just, there's Justine. I mean, I guess it's still in the Laker family, but I mean, nobody likes LeBron James, you know, nobody, I mean, who does? It's a basketball. Player. Yeah. Uh, nobody cares was... about basketball in the first. First place. of all, whoa, speak whoa, for yourself. <laughs> Your problem is you moved out of the Bay area before the Golden State Warriors got good because now all the San Francisco giant fans who would never set foot in Oakland, they are now all Warriors fans, and that's all we hear no, about is how great the Warriors are. My problem is I had to play basketball when I was a kid, and I fucking hated it. Yeah, that because you were bad that's at it. That's my yeah, problem. If you would have been good at it, you would have loved it. Bad. Just didn't enjoy it. Not my sport. Just, yeah, Justine yeah. looks like she's on an airplane somehow. The way that that seat looks. Justine looks has like a look of someone who just had to watch The Fifth Element. I had that look like, last night. She's, <laughs> like she's on, an, on an airplane. Are you laying down, or are you... Uh, Okay. Yeah, I'm laying down. I okay. just got the chills like two hours ago. Oh no, Justine's here. Are oh, you sick doing the podcast? Um, well, my sister gave me one of her COVID tests, so I'm gonna take it in a minute. Okay, we, we'll do that live on the air. So let us know. Uh, Pat- Patrick, Patrick, you might have to. Patrick, you might have to. You might have to mask up. How do you feel about that? Uh, do it for the country. Do it for the team. I love it. I love it. You're a good person. We love your enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, we have- that was that was like he was sleepwalking. Ah, do it for the country. Do it for the team. John, uh, John, did you watch? You know, not just briefly. Just briefly, want to touch on it briefly. Did you watch the State of the Union yesterday? Uh, I did not. I forgot it was on, so I caught the highlights this morning. 
You got I saw him shutting shutting down the hecklers. <laughs> well, yeah, you saw. For some reason, now that's okay. Like the Republicans started that thing where you would you can shout down, you can yell stuff oh, at the president with Obama. Yeah, that, that one guy said, "You lie." It's like okay, you know uh, this is a state of the union, right? <laughs> right, and now it's like a thing. We're, we're not Parliament, okay? It's you don't get to right. yell and scream. <laughs> Parliament. <laughs> you know, the only parliament we want is Funkadelic. It's a baseball game, okay? We don't heckle the other team. Right. But, you know, speaking of the reverse, uh, boy, um, Biden really opened the trap and let him walk into it when he said, yeah. when yeah. he said, hey, you know, a bunch of Republicans want to shut down Medicare and Social Security. And they all called, that's when they were calling him a liar and all that stuff. Then he flipped <laughs> it and said, okay, so now that's off the table. So now we can negotiate, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Pretty good for a doddering old man. Right. Everybody, they forget all the years he spent in Congress. He knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Exactly. He knows this stuff backward and forward. Thanks for sending that clip. Because he may be senile, but every once in a while he remembers. Yeah, he's not. I don't even even think he's senile. I think this is the guy. (laughs) I think this is the guy that is old and he's got a genuine stutter. I think it's amazing he did. Being a stutterer, I think it's amazing that he doesn't stammer as much as he, he could. Right. <laughs> He's had a lifetime of trying to choose his words carefully, so right. he's not stammering. Yeah. Yeah. Right. therapy works wonders. Uh, boy, uh, Calais really looked at you when you said that, like with a sense of uh, wonder yeah. when you said that. Like, uh, get someone that looks at you so the way Calais so looks at, at Jake when he makes an inane statement. <laughs> It's okay, I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to it. Just Patrick Kalei's right? really cracking up because I don't think she thought anyone noticed that look. <laughs> oh, good no, times. I I now I really it. think. Now I really think Justine's on a plane because she she showed, she showed that diagram. <laughs> no, she's showing us. She's showing us. She's showing us the diagram of the fifth element. See, the fifth element is in the middle, and then you get all the. Hmm. No, that diagram is for the planets aligning. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. Thank you. Get your facts Mm -hmm. straight, sir. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get the distinct feeling that Patrick's a fan of this movie. He loves it. What? And uh, what? Haven't you ever heard Patrick when he's collecting money for the bill when we've all gone out to dinner? He's like, give me the cash, give me the cash, give me the cash. You're like, what did you say? <laughs> what does he say? Give me the cash. Give me the cash. That was an ingenious hat, okay? That was pretty good. It's a great hat. It's fucking great. Anyway, LeBron's our new scoring champion. He is the greatest basketball player of all time. Uh so why is it uh why is it the Lakers uh Lakers fans have not taken him to their heart? Um it's just because Kobe, because he was uh, he was always like he was always it was always a contentious relationship with Kobe. Kobe's our guy. Mm. LeBron just goes wherever there's a wherever the the team is winning. That's where he goes, ah. and uh, and that's where he goes. He went to Miami. He went to he just follows the titles everywhere. No, he doesn't build anything. He just likes to be plugged into a system that's already working. And then we got to mm-hmm. right now. He's having to carry the team. He's doing great, but the rest of the team sucks because he's not a leader. He's not a leader, all right? See. But at least it's still a Laker that's the all time leading scorer. At least it stayed in the family. Uh, so I looked at like the five guys. It looks like they were all Lakers except for uh, Michael Jordan, right? Right. And you know, we uh, all we all know how I feel about Michael Jordan. We've talked about it many times on this podcast. Uh, love him. He is the false uh, false king. I love him. By the way, everybody uh, everybody else is, was a Laker, I guess, right? Carl Malone. No, 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 no. Well, for a little bit, but yeah, yeah. He he was for like five minutes. He was for oh, one okay. season. Okay. Uh, Patrick, I have to ask. Quite, uh, this is 
We're going to shut the show down. We're going to speak directly to Patrick for one second. Patrick? Yes, hi. uh, How do you feel about Owen Wilson as Bob Ross? I did not know. What? Wait, hold on. What? What? Hold on. The trailer's up. Owen Wilson? (laughs) Um, uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. Mm, I don't know. I have to see it. I. It's not. It's not him. It, it's not him. But it is. It, you can tell that's what it's supposed to be. It's a movie called Paint. And um, oh, it's not really Bob. Ross. No, no, no. But it looks He's like him. Bob Ross. Yeah, yeah it looks. It looks. That's absolutely Bob Ross. Right? What do you mean? Right off the bat, it's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Why? He he, oh wow. He, he does. Pipe in his mouth. Oh wow! Oh, Ross never had a pipe. Why is he in a cabin? <clears throat> oh my god! See it, John? Mm. Can you see it? Is it a Wes Anderson film? No, it is not. Mm. Eh. I wonder. Is I don't there know a how to feel about it. Is there a whole movie to be had? <laughs> I mean, at least he's getting some credit and some homage. By the way, uh, happy birthday to John Williams today! Happy birthday to John Williams! So, what is he like? Eighty-one or? Uh, I think he might be a million. 91. I think he might be a million years old. Uh, no, he's, he's really an old timer. Mm-hmm. But he's still working. He's still doing stuff. Well, he was going to retire, and then he's like, "Nope." He's born in 1932, <laughs> so he's a year younger than uh, my mom. He was literally like, "You fucking eighty-seven without me." What is he? 80? Mario, how's your mom feeling? He's a year older than my mom. He's eighty-nine. Uh, she's good. She's good. I just took her to, uh, took her out for a little drive yesterday. We, we hung out, went to visit my aunt. Shout out to my aunt Virginia. Uh, yeah, she's good. Everything's cool. Yeah, everything's good. She's, you know, you know, she's got some, some aches and pains, but, uh, still going strong, still going strong out there. Uh, shout out to my mom. Uh, she just wants to watch her, uh, dances, dancing with the stars and she doesn't understand why they put it on Hulu. Or Disney Plus instead of uh, she just can't watch it on a on a regular. She just wants to watch C uh, level celebrities do the foxtrot. You know, she my mom couldn't get enough of that stuff. You right. Know? So so you think you can dance, Dancing with the Stars. So you think you want to ice skate, all that stuff. Right. She, she just loved all that stuff. You know why? Because I think right. I think it harkens it harkens of, you know <laughs> dancers. It know? harkens back to what the what the entertainment that was around when they were younger and probably the yeah. early days of TV. You know, you probably sure. had like Arthur Murray dance. You know something, and you know, you know. It's, it's, uh, Gene Kelly yeah, dancing right. with uh, or, Tom, uh what was the Amateur Hour? Uh, Ted Max Amateur Hour. Right, that, you know? right. Yeah, you're right. It, it's a throwback. It's like the last vestige of the old variety show. Yeah, you, know? you and I were raised on the Happy Wanderers, you know. So we. <laughs> <laughs> the flying Walendas. Remember, yeah. remember the remember that from SCTV, the Happy Wanderers, the Schmengi <laughs> brothers, Yo Schmengi. All right. Uh, I have a, so every year, uh, for uh, for whatever reason, my wife read this list to me last year. So today, uh, by the time you guys hear this, it might be too late. But um, you can stock your e-reader today uh, with with um, with free books. Uh, free books. Fantasy, romance, and PNR. But I don't know what PNR means. Does anybody know what that means? Uh, PNR. Wife. Hold on. Peanut butter and jelly. Wife. Um, 
Wife. P and R. P and R. It's gonna drive me crazy. It's like we're watching a '40s sitcom right now. I know, right? I mean, woman. Uh oh. Here. Justine's sneezing now. How long did that take? Listen, what does PNR stand for? PNR? It says romance and PNR books. I'm going to read the list. Okay, you sent me the list. I thought you would know. I apologize. Paranormal romance books. Oh, paranormal romance. Okay. I'm going to read the list. Yeah, getting banged by a vampire. Paranormal is one word. Oh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to pick and choose. Thank you. You want to be a cameo? You already are. You look great. Love you. Okay. Uh, See, she didn't even get mad. Okay. So this is February 8th uh, today. Uh, You stuff your e-reader. But Nicole read this list to me. This is these are all the romance books that are all available, and I want to read some of these because they are fantastic. Please do. All right. I just like the keywords. I just like the keywords. Uh, the water. This one is called Water Rider and the Highborn Fay by H. B. Moore. Alba might be the most celebrated water rider under the mountain, but she's not Fay. And that makes her a second-class citizen. But when she finds a prized indigo crystal, she must trade it at the Golden Guild, and that throws her into the path of the highest-born fae of them all. Keywords, fae romance, magic, forbidden love. Steam level, Mm -hmm. smoldering. How does that sound? Smoldering. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? What's the, what's like the, (laughs) what what are like the levels of... Levels of hotness. Oh, so we have so far. I see hot. I see steaming, or hot smoldering, scorching, <laughs> smoldering. You want to hear one that's uh, scorching? Yeah. Here we go. Those books by Please. scorching. Okay. Uh, Blood Legacy, a blood gray Ooh. short story by Vella Ooh. Roth. She gave up her human lover a decade ago, but now he's an immortal like her. More tempting than ever with his new fangs. Too bad it's her duty to arrest him before he destroys their delicate truce with the mortal kingdom. This spicy adult fantasy with an H-E-A is a standalone short story set in the epic world of the Blood Grace series. Keywords. Enemies to lovers. Second chances. Faded mates. Spice with biting. Fast burn. Ancient vampire. Steam level. Scorching. How about that? Damn. That sounds like Twilight fan fiction. Yep, it might be. It might be. It's going twi hard. That <laughs> 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 was a cop and, like, arrested. <laughs> arrested Edward. Uh, we need some. What you want? You want to read some Vatican fan fiction? All right. Let me ask. <laughs> let me ask you a question, uh, Calais. Sure. A past life you can't remember comes to find you in the form of a dark and handsome winged stranger. Do you take his hand and escape to a dimension of floating continents? Hmm? Absolutely not. That is a strange man. That is unseen. All I know is that brings a new meaning to the Mile High Club. (laughs) That book is called Indigo Dusk. The steam level is hot. The keywords are spicy, enemies to lovers, morally gray hero. Uh Uh-oh. Royal Ooh. romance, dragons, fey, unicorns, dragging these nuts, <laughs> forgotten past lives. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> Spicy. Yeah, good stuff. I'm trying to find. There are some. My wife found so many good ones, and I guess they've all gone over to Kindle. 
uh, Kindle Unlimited now. So, uh, oh, here we go. Sleeping Beauty No More by Isha Uroge. Uroge? I don't know. The, this is mild, though. She needed a kiss to break the curse. Her prince never came. A new sensational twist on Sleeping Beauty. But she did. Hey, how are you? <sighs> I need Nicole to read these and give us a weekly review. For I know, time. man. I need to. Okay, we got another one. Uh, <laughs> this one's smoldering. To Kill a Fae. To Kill a Fae by Jamie Waters. Sabine, or Sabine, has spent the last decade hiding from the Fae and the Wild Hunt. But when a charismatic stranger recruits her to retrieve an invaluable artifact, she'll finally have to reveal her identity and her dark secrets. That's for lovers of Fae, dragons, slow burn romance, forbidden love, and secret identities. A slow burn romance, you say? Mm-hmm. But it's a smoldering slow burn romance? Yes, it's smoldering. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a... I don't know how that works. Oh, here we go. This this, this one is we're all going to love. No Man Can Tame by Miranda Honflor, a rebellious human princess and a mysterious dark elf prince. This arranged marriage fantasy romance about a human forced to wed an immortal will lure you into its world and not let you go. Steam level hot. That's it. That was the, that, that, was the, that was the synopsis. Yeah, but listen to this: arranged marriage, fey romance, Beauty and the Beast, royal Ooh. romance, dark Ooh. elves, steamy. Dark elves. How many of these are? How many of these are you guys? Uh, how many of these are you guys going to download after I'm done reading these? Uh, anything that's got the smolder category. Yep, there's smoldering now. I'm trying to see if there's any smoldering, smoldering. This is you gotta gonna, be able to sort it by smoldering my reading level. habit. This is gonna this is what's gonna get me back into reading are all these hot smoldering yeah. little Oh, here we go. A layer so sinful by mm-hmm. Zoe Ellis. Ooh. Imya awakes with no memory and finds wait, she is now is this about cakes? Imya <laughs> L-A-I-R. A layer so sinful. <laughs> Imya awakes with no memory and finds she is now property of Ni- Nero. Nairo, a, pyro- a powerful alpha bonded to a fearsome dragon. After their explosive first encounter, his obsession with her grows. But as mm. Imya recalls her past, she realizes her purpose is darker and more dangerous than she thought. <laughs> Faded mates, enemies to lovers, dragons, language barrier. Language barrier. Can I never you, understood. I guess that's... That's a selling point. Yeah, Omegaverse. Uh, romance. I don't want to be able to understand him. Antihero. <laughs> antihero. Dark romance and scorching. Hey, if you think about it, language barrier was part of uh, the movie we watched this week. Yeah. Yep. That's right. M- multipass. Okay. Multipass. 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 Yes, he knows. He knows. Mm-hmm. Multipass. Hmm. Uh, Master of the Hunt, Lord of the da- Lord of Dance and Desire, a bargain with the Fey King, mm-hmm. Queen of Light and Ashes, uh, Fly with the Arrow, uh, Spindles and Spells, Dragon Fount. Guys, these are the Sorcerer's Concubine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> talk about Jeez. talk about a familiar. How you how you doing? Uh, what? Okay, there's magic in that relationship. Hey, how you doing? What incurred the wrath of the wizard? 
that's what they're calling it nowadays. That's huh? the old, uh, the old. Yeah. So check these are on. Uh, 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 go to f a r o f e b dot com. Pharaoh Feb. Yeah. Uh, read them and then tweet us your reviews, please. Yeah, please. Too complex. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> We need to know, but we're too lazy to do it ourselves. Uh, is anybody going to read any of these? Anybody? Anybody going to read any of this stuff? Uh, I mean, oh. if we want to do a weekly book club. Oh, my God. Can you imagine <laughs> if we picked a book every week to read yeah, one of them? I will do it. I will <laughs> do it with you can guys. We start, can we start with the one with the, with the, uh, with the vampire? Let's start with that one. Oh, you want to, is that your thing? You're a vampire guy? Is that your, is I that do your... love a good vampire, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, when are they going to come up with some good uh, blob fanfic, like a romance? <laughs> the blob. Nicole, last year, like, sat down. I was We were having lunch, and she just read a whole list of those to me, and I was just dying laughing. So, hey, look, man, we're not judging anybody. Look, you want to read? No, you, you read what you want to read. your reviews. We That's are right. not judging at all. I'm we reading a book on dinosaurs right now, so, you know, that doesn't... Um, Dinosaur? Hell yeah. Mm. What, you, what is it? What the Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. It's Ooh. but written by a paleontologist. Uh, Ooh, he's current, a young, very young guy. I think he's maybe in his 30s. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. doesn't know anything about dinosaurs, then? He doesn't know any better. Uh, he's got a. He's good. He's a good guy. It's fun. It's a. It's a very interesting read. Uh, Young talent. Yeah. Look at him. Let me. Let's find it. Uh, Rise and fall. It's a free Kindle book. On. Uh, it's. It's actually. It's free on Kindle Unlimited. I saw it at uh, at the bookstore, and I was like, I wonder if this I could. Is- I would say that I want to get a Kindle, but it's just going to sit there with unread books on it. So I should probably read the the actual books I have first. Yes, do that. Uh, Kindle's great if you want to check something out from the li- from the library. Uh, uh, Stephen L. Brusati is the is the uh, the name. What do you mean? Check it out in the library. So, like, can you go online and do? Like, so, if like, you have a library card, library? if you have a library card from LA or Orange County, it's two different apps. But you can just check out books from the from the library with your card. Really? Orange? Yeah, yeah. I do it all the time. Orange County. You can check out audiobooks, ebooks. Uh, you can check out comics. You can check out all wow. kinds. Of, yeah. It's worth it's getting. It's the worst feeling when somebody's already checked out the ebook you want to read. It is the worst because you're like, it's digital. Why is there only four copies of it? <laughs> the fuck, man? I'm Come literally on. waiting to. I'm I am on a wait list for like eight weeks for the book I gave Brent for his birthday. Because like, dude, I want to read this. I'm like, I'll just go to the library and check that? it out. Uh, it's a it's a it's what, a book. It's, book? it's a book on hip hop. Ah, very good. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's the Libby app if you're in LA County. You can use the Libby app, and if you're in Orange County, you can use the Hoopla app. But what I did, Hoopla. I live in one of the counties, and I just went to the the a branch of the other county library, and I got a library there, and then I used it to check in. So uh, I'll tell you what the name of the book is right now, John. I've got an active hold on it here. Hey, it is called The Come Up, an oral history mm. of the rise of hip-hop. I'm six weeks away. I'm third in line. One copy uh, in use, five people waiting. What is it? Chuck D has got a uh, a thing on PBS on the history of hip-hop. No, there's also a great uh, series on Netflix uh, called mm. Hip-Hop Evolution. It's a fantastic series. I would watch it. Love it. Because hip-hop is the one form of music where the people that started it are still alive. They're still alive, uh, you know, and so... Um, you know, there's interviews with guys going back to the 70s. So, Can't say the same yeah, about Beethoven. Right. They were talking to uh, 
Chuck D and I'm going, wow, they're counting from 73. Yeah. In 50 years. So that must be all that stuff. Uh, that's what parties. In New that's York when they started that. doing. Yeah. That's when they started uh, doing the breaks, running the breaks. Yeah. That's really where it's, uh, it's DJ cool. Herc was the guy that was created. It was, uh, was, and he's still alive. Uh, there you go. Yeah. They, they've, they think that it went back to one party. They're sure that it went back that. to one party in the Bronx. Uh, they have the date and everything. August 11th, 1973 at 1520 Cedric Avenue. Yep. Uh, yeah. How often can you like get it down to one place? Right. Can you do that with jazz? Can you get that down to one? No, place you can kind of go. It started here or in this neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to get it down to a day. <laughs> right. Uh, so he started playing hard funk records and uh, began to isolate the instrumental portion of the record, which emphasized the drum beat or the break and switched from one break to another. Using the same two treble setup of disco DJs, he used two copies of the same record to elongate the break. This breakbeat DJing used, using funky drum solos formed the basis of hip hop music. Uh, Campbell's announcement, or that was his real name, Campbell's announcement and exhortations to dancers helped lead to the syncopated, rhythmically spoken accompaniment now known as rapping. He called the dancers break boys and break girls, or simply b-boys and b-girls. And his style was quickly taken up by figures such as Africa Bombada and Grandmaster Flash. Pretty dope. Clive Campbell was his real name. DJ Cool Herc. Yeah. Yeah, watch it. Hip-hop evolution is fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. They figured out when exactly that party was, and they kind of, that's the, that's it. That's ground zero. Hold on, I have to sneeze. Maybe. Is it going to? Come on. You got it. It left me. Let it, it out, honey. Me. Let it out. It left me. Justine, how are you feeling, honey? You're very quiet. Uh, I feel better. You do? Did you, take, you took what? Did you take the test. Mm -hmm. You started the test? Yeah. Why didn't you tell us? Did you pass? I tested negative. Negative. You already Yay. took it? Yay. Well, we know Yay. it's not COVID. There's a nasty cold going around. Before you came to air, I was telling somebody, I think I re-caught the cold because Nicole got it. And I'm like... Well, we had a girl test po positive yesterday at my store, so one of my managers had to go home. She can't work, so... I was making sure because I all of a sudden just got hit with the chills like a few hours ago. Are you sure it's not just love? You're not just in love? You're not just in love with uh, with Patrick? That was a dumb joke. Why? Like Greece. Yeah. John, why do you hate Greece? Let's talk about it. Because it's a fucking horrible movie. It's just it's not my kind of music. <laughs> Calais, you are a huge Grease fan. I already know. I don't have to ask. You're a huge fan of Grease. My brother uh, is a huge Grease fan. Defended. Did he really? He had the soundtrack, the whole bit. He saw the movie, he goes to the sing-alongs, the whole bit, you know. Defend it. No, Calais. For me, it was American Graffiti. That's the one I loved. If you're going to do the 50s, really do the 50s. <laughs> I like the song Grease is the Word. Every yeah, well, what was that? It was Barry Gibb wrote that. Hey, no, it's funny because that's one of those songs that was not in the in the in the uh, stage production of Greece. <laughs> Sounds more like a seventies thing, you know. What was that? It was Frankie Valley singing a Barry Gibb song? Yeah. Oh this my is God! The word is the word that you heard. 
It's got move. It's got rhythm. Bop, 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 bop. Greece is the time and the place. For someone who doesn't like it, you know, you know some of the music. Like I said, my brother was playing it every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, then but you can this is catchy. I drove him crazy because I played the Beatles every day. So Mario. Oh my God! I would live with your brother in a second. There you go. There you go. Oh, so you're gonna slide with my brother. Yeah. Oh my God! I, I, there you I, go. I'll tell you. Um, uh, what's there the one? Go. What's the one? Uh, summer loving, man, man, man. That song. That's. Yes. I, I would rather listen to that than anything the Beatles wrote. Anything. Anything. What's up? You would have liked the Sandra D song. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I like Sandra D. It's funny because I did see the movie and halfway through the movie, I'm all, hey, it's Sid Caesar. <laughs> there you go. Everyone's all, what the fuck? Who's Sid Caesar? Here we go. Caesar? All right. Uh, we're going to play a little game called Mind the Gap. We've done this before. Uh, they're all different questions for every generation. We have Boomer questions. We have Millennial questions. We have Gen X questions. And we have a Gen Z questions. Uh, Calais, since you are our guest and we are your hosts, what is your pleasure? Which category would you like? Would you like to pick a Boomer question, a Millennial, a Gen X, or a, 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 a Gen Z? Uh millennial question we're gonna go millennial i'm gonna go millennial all right pick a number between one and five please pick a number four what lawyer and jurist appointed to the u.s supreme court in 1993 no what lawyer and jurist was appointed to the u.s supreme court in 1993 making her the second female on the court yeah what was her name <laughs> you know her name. You you definitely know who this Are is. You, you oh, do yeah. know who this is. Mm -hmm. Is it um? Is it Ruth? It is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's right. right. That's right. Correct. Yeah. Jake. RBG. Jake. What? What? Uh, what? What? Where would you like to go? You want to stay in your comfort zone, millennial? You want to go boomer? You want to go Gen X or you want to go Gen Z? Uh, let's go Gen Z. <laughs> Gen Z. Oh, he's getting in touch with the with the kids. And uh, pick a number between one through five, please. Uh, two. Number two. The man. I'm sorry. This man is one of the highest paid comedians with shows such as Seriously Funny, Laugh at My Pain, and a Grown Little Man. Oh, it's Kevin Hart. It is Kevin Hart. Correct. John, you gonna go yep. millennial? You gonna go boomer? You gonna go Gen Max? You're going to go I'll Gen go Z. With, I'll go with boomers. That'll be easy. Oh, John. One oh. through five. Oh, Mario. Uh, Challenge yourself. Push yourself. Five. One through five, buddy. Five. Oh, my God. What was a dream boat? That's it. That's the question. That's your question. What was a dream boat? Um, I guess somebody that was attractive. <laughs> a really cute guy, John. Yes, a hot dude. Patrick. Oh, I want I want those boomer questions. All right. I want number three. You want number three. <laughs> Finish the le the next line in Gail Garrett's 1964 song, We'll Sing in the Sunshine. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I do we'll, not know it. Go ahead. What's the we'll line? sing in the sunshine. We'll laugh every day. John knows that one. Did you know she was the singing voice? 
for Francesca and Mad Monster Party? <laughs> John, um, nobody knows what Mad Monster Party is except you and I. Okay. Is that true? Yeah. Taxes we shall never pay. Um, Are you reading uh, the lyrics? An economy ruining is the way. Oh, you're uh, oh you're doing the hold on. You did it. You got it. That's it. That's right, right? Yeah, that's right. That's it. You got it. Next question. Uh you're doing the boomer thing. Uh Justine, <laughs> pick your uh What was the answer? I want to know. I did. I, I sang it to you. No, I didn't hear it. Yeah. We'll we'll laugh every day. Oh. That was the I next like line. my answer better. Yeah. Justine. What are my choices again? Oh my god. Gen X, Boomer, Gen Z, Gen. Millennial. Gen. Gen what? X or it's a, it's a, it's X, a mom. X or Z? It's a, it's a, it's a. Uh, Z. Uh one through five, please. Number between one through five. Four. Which presidential hopeful was accused by her critics of deleting thousands of emails thought to contain sensitive information? <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Which presidential hopeful what Jen was, was accused by her critics of deleting thousands of emails thought to contain sensitive information? Can you use this question in a sentence, please? Go ahead, Justine. <laughs> you know the answer. She said it. Yeah, she said it. Oh, she did? Why were you laughing? Because yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, presidential hopeful. How many women have run for president? <laughs> oh, I gotta go. I, I just got a text. I have to be I have to be at work at 3 30. So we gotta we gotta we gotta push this. Oh, okay. they want you they want you in this time. Yeah. Uh okay. probably not. That sucks. Okay. Uh, I'm officially bummed out now. Um, uh, it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna push through. Uh, Kalei, go go go. go. Kalei, give us uh, give us your uh, give us your next uh... generation. Yeah. Uh, Gen Z. You're going Gen Z again. All right. Number three. Oh, uh, just like just like in real life, Gen X, the forgotten generation, still sitting here. <laughs> Unopened. It's okay. It's okay, you guys. That's me. Number one through five. One through five, uh, Kelly. One through five. Uh, number three. What was the name of the Korean pop song by Psy released in 2012? I have no idea. Hey, sexy lady. Gangnam style. Gangnam style, yeah. Oh, like the vine. <laughs> <laughs> what? The <laughs> All right. He's a very smart, world broken. <laughs> Pop culture is not my strong suit. It's okay. We're oh, still yeah. best friends. Uh, Jake. Yeah. Gen X. Open that up. Oh, my God. Well, number one through five, please. Uh, one. What were the names of TV of the TV police officers played by Sharon Get? G- <laughs> Sharon Gless and Tyne Daly. John mm. and I had huge crushes on these ladies at one point. No, no. <laughs> well, one of them anyway. <laughs> I have no idea. That was Cagney and Lacey. From? Cagney and Lacey was the name of the TV show. What? When? What show was that? It was Cagney and Lacey. It was a TV, TV cop show in, in the 80s. Mm. 
in the eighties. Two, two women, yeah. It was on channel. It was on CBS Channel Two here. CBS, our local channel. Uh, channel Two. He's being pedantic. Never heard it. Sorry. Oh, I, I apologize. Shave. I'm so sorry. I forgot. I have to shave. I have to shave. Uh, Patrick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> throw me that. Uh, throw me that Gen X question. Okay. Number what, what number do you want, honey? Number three. I'll number three. Number three. What band included? There, bud. Okay. Here we go. What band included Chuck and John Panazzo, Tommy Shaw, James J Y Young, and Dennis DeYoung? One of one of my mm. least favorite bands of all time. One of the worst bands <laughs> of all time. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Mario. Uh, it's. Uh, can I answer if he does gets it wrong? I think I know it. Okay, you, you can give it a shot. Can I steal? Africa? N- no. Ask Mr. Ask Mr. Roboto. Jake, okay. go ahead. It's not Jefferson Starship. No, no it's a John. Do you want to answer it? Ugh. Sticks. Ugh. Oh. Mm. Justine, Gen Z, Gen X, uh, Boomer, or uh, Millennial? Um, Gen Z. Whoa. Uh, One through five, please. Whoa. Two. All right. Oops, oops, oops. What was the... What viral meme based on a picture of a social media user standing on a sidewalk wearing a light colored shirt and shorts? Whoa. They don't give you what, much to go. What viral meme was based on was was based on a picture of a social media user standing on a sidewalk wearing a light colored shirt and shorts? Christ. Pass. Next question. Nope. <laughs> anybody? Does anybody want to answer? Does anybody want to answer? Did you use the answer in a sentence? <laughs> I've uh, never seen the internet before. It's a do it to him, or you know I had to do it to him. Either one. I do not know that one. Do it to him, or I know somebody standing on a sidewalk with light colored shirt. I mean, that could be anything. <laughs> No, if you said sitting on a bench, I was going to know, but I don't know. It's don't me. Know. Uh, Kalei? I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Uh, millennial question. Oh, one. my gosh. Question what? One. Here we go. You ready? Are you ready to rock this? And roll. In what 1995 movie did Michelle Pfeiffer portray an inner city teacher? I'll give you a hint. It gave us the song Gangster's Paradise. I got nothing. Oh, it was uh, it was Dangerous Minds. It was called Dangerous Minds. Uh, Dangerous Minds. Not a great movie, but that we remember the song. <clears throat> Jake. Yes. Who, who do you want? Who, who do you got? Gen, um, I want to get a Gen X question right. All right. Give me a number. Three. What? Oh, oh sorry. I already, I already asked that one. All right. Number three. Uh, what, TV's, what TV sitcom's catchy theme song, Without Us, was sung by Denise Williams and Johnny Mathis? Um, wow. I never knew. I never knew who that's who it was. I never knew who that was. 
Yep. Um, nope. Got nothing. John, you want to wager a guess? Um, I have no idea. Family ties. Ah, making a star of a young man named Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Hmm. Uh, Jake, I'm sorry, Patrick. Give me that boomer question. <laughs> Give me that boomer question. Give me that boomer, number, please. Let's go number three, okay? Number three. The most famous Latin star of the 1940s and 50s for her work as a singer, Broadway performer, and movie star also was known for her iconic fruit hat and head wraps. Um, that is, fuck, why can I not remember her name right now? Uh, I can't remember her name. You don't know? No. What if I I read you your rights? What if I read you your rights? Oh, um, uh, Miranda. Yeah. uh, Where in the world is, where in the world is. Carmen Miranda, thank you. There you go, boys and girls. Oh my God! Mario, we, we did it. We we helped them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Justine, final question. Pick a generation, please. Final question. What do you want? You going X, Z, Millennial, or Boomer? Um, Millennial. Oh shoot! Pick a number, please. Um. <laughs> huh? Number one, she said five. Number five? five. We didn't cover this on the digital movie club, but we we would have already. You had me at hello. Was from what 1996 movie starring Renee Zellweger and Tom Cruise? Yeah, that's the movie. Yeah, what was it? <laughs> he wants you to show him the money. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the name of that movie? That movie. Yeah, what's from, what uh, is the name Jerry of? McGuire. Huh? Jerry Maguire. Correct. You got it. I'm so proud of you guys. Ugh. I think Justine won that. I think so too. I think Justine got all of them right. No, I missed one. No, she missed one. Mm, I don't know. I think she got them all right. Which one did she miss? I don't even yeah. know what the answer was. Universe, I don't think you did. Oh, it was the. No, she missed them because she got that. She got the the meme question wrong. A guy standing yeah. in I you street. I did it to him, or I you you know I had to do it to him. Was the was the answer? He's, I don't. I'm not familiar with that meme. I, I, I mean, I'm sorry to, for sounding like an aging Gen yeah. Xer. I've never seen it. I don't think it's real. I'll be it's honest. It's gonna be cool. No, it's the guy. It's the guy with like he's wearing like the white, like the like the almost white shirt, white shorts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like on the street, uh, like on the sidewalk. Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. That's the one. That's I've the never, guy. I've never seen that's it. Never seen it. That. That's the one who did it to you. Oh, that's an old one. I've mm-hmm. never seen it. Never seen it. I've seen it. All right, guys, it's time for the digital movie club. We're not going to do a break today. I gotta oh, get through. I'm gonna push. Talking about the Last of Us, either. Oh yeah, did anybody watch it? Yeah, we're caught up. We're caught up. I watched the whole game. Did you? Yeah. Are you gonna I'm watch? Gonna the, are you gonna watch the show now? The show now? Uh, no, I want to finish uh, game two first. Game two is gonna be season two. Oh, I'm still gonna finish it because I'm almost done. <laughs> yeah, game two is season two. I think. <laughs> I watched the guy play it, so I didn't watch your stupid cutscenes. And if I watched cutscenes, I would have missed the whole other parts of the the movie. Yeah, but those, but those are getting skipped in the show. Don't 
Tell me that. Sorry. I didn't watch the Why didn't you just watch the cutscenes? I watch, yeah, watch the cutscenes. I like watching him play. I cannot. I don't understand watching other people play video games. I don't understand it. It just reminds oh. you of being a kid and not being able to play. I'm like, dude, I, I got it my. It saves me money and time. And that's why we like it because we remember all the fond memories of having to fucking wait for my goddamn turn. Right. I got my quarters on the Pac-Man machine. I don't want to watch you play. You suck. I want to play. It's fun to have the game that you're playing in the background, you know? While someone's playing the game, you're like, yeah, it like inspires you to play that same game, you know? Wait, you watch it while you play it? That's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I understand being like, cool. Not like watch a story it, game. Play. That's what you just said. Not a story. I didn't say a story game. I'm not talking about Last of Us. I don't. So, see, some of us who don't have a PS4 or PS5 need to watch it if we're going to actually see the game. Or I could just uh, wait a month and then it'll be out on Steam. So, get good, son. That's all I have to say to you. Kalei, uh, do you play video games? I'm sorry? Do you play video games at all? Not particularly, no. Do you enjoy watching Jake play video games? Not particularly. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? I've never watched Jake play video games. Don't. It's a mess. It's a mess. Crazy. I do like Switch games. Like, I love Smash and I love um, Animal Crossing. Yeah, you're a good person. Of course. (laughs) What do they call call those Switch games? It's Nintendo Switch. Mario Party. Mm. Everybody had a Switch during the pandemic too. Yeah, so that's it's like, a Nintendo that's very... Nintendo Switch is a gaming console. Uh, uh, there is the Xbox, uh, and then you have the PlayStation Five, and then you got the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo nice. Switch, uh, you're geared more towards the casual gamer, a uh, person that isn't going to spend nine hours a night playing Call of Duty, well, grinding you know, guns. There's some, there's some great. There's some great RPGs. I know Jake, but I'm just getting in general. You don't no, please. No. Don't get bogged down in details. I know you can get Skyrim on the Switch. I know. I know, I know, I know. Wow. <laughs> that, really flipped, that really flipped oh, the trigger. That really just <laughs> triggered him. That's just I had to stop and explain what a Switch was. I had to stop and explain what a Switch was. Why do you think I'm going to be in a good mood after that? I had to stop you know what, what I was doing. This is your damn show, okay? He's yeah, I can't ever. I, got, I can't just have a show. I got to stop every five minutes because one of your kids wow. have to pee. I have to stop How the car. We're on the road. We're going. <laughs> I didn't realize I was so disruptive. God bless it. Don't make me turn the car around. <laughs> that was a fun Damn little. Hungry. <laughs> that was a fun little rant. <laughs> so I couldn't even get through the whole thing without laughing. Oh my god, I made myself laugh. <laughs> What if I was like that? What if I just snapped, snapped it? Oh, yeah, that's what triggered you <laughs> talking about the switch. Jake, know, talk, always, Jake, talk, Jake talking about Skyrim flip, just fucking flipped me out. <laughs> Don't get me started on Skyrim. I can talk about Skyrim all day. What? What's Skyrim? Uh, Skyrim. Oh. It's a game. It's a game. It's a video game. Oh. How old is it? How old is Skyrim now? It's ten years old, right? 
Um, no. Is it 10 it's years old? It's like, uh, what's this? Uh, 2000, yeah, like 12, 12 years. 10, 12 yeah, years. man. It's a, So Skyrim John is, a, I'm not a big uh, RPG guy. I'm not a big fantasy guy. But it is a, a, a open world fantasy game that is a heck of a lot of fun. You get to um, explore the giant world. Looks like we get to tame dragons. Well, you don't tame the them. the most re-released video game in existence. That and uh, Fallout 4 seem to you always know? have a re- re-release every five minutes. Both made by the same company. Right. So I just, that? I'm not going to lie. Uh, I said I hate Twitch games, but I was watching the Lilypot st- Twitch stream and she was playing uh, Bioshock, not Bioshock, uh, Fallout. And I was like, dude, I never finished Fallout 4. So I went there. I'm a level 67 and I don't remember any of the controls. So I had to start over. <laughs> That's all. That's my story. Mm. That is all there is. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I can't find my Fallout 4 disc, which is which which means I have to play it online. Also, my PS5, two controllers. Mm. I I saw that the other day. I have had no problem. I've had to I've burned through two controllers on the on the PS5 already. I think you're just you're pushing that analog stick too hard. Mm, no. Mm, Buy an Xbox. Know. Buy an Xbox. Buy an Xbox. They drift on me too. If you look up electromagnetic stick, they have sticks that don't use actual physical parts. They use little um they use little magnets, so they they're supposed to last a lot longer. Highly recommended. If you have that sort of problem. If you have that sort of problem. Thank yeah. you. John, what what's the first video game you're gonna play? LA Noir? Yes, you read my I mind. I think you would love Eleanor. You would love it, John. Is you that w- the one where you were actually driving through old LA? Sort mm-hmm. of. The one, the one from like 20 years ago where you're driving through old LA. You're an, yes. invest- you're an investigator. Yeah, in like the 1920s. You're, yeah. No, 40s. They actually, 40s. They kind of looked at old maps to actually kind of. Yeah, it's the actual yeah. city. It's the actual so city. Of- people still play that? I mean, what happens with a game like that? They don't keep coming up with new editions. Does uh, they kind of live on because yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll pop up on like digital editions that you, you can stream them. I think that was streaming for a little while. Mm-hmm. On, I remember I- reading about that and thinking. That's a game I wouldn't mind just watching somebody play, just to watch him driving through the streets of Jake, 1940s L.A. <laughs> you start a Twitch stream for John right now. Okay, hold on. On your Switch. <laughs> Here's a question. Does anybody play Cuphead? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. That was a huge That's a new- game. That's so one I know of- that they, they actually turned that into a TV show, didn't they? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is one of like, the oh, hardest platformers good. I've ever played. Uh, yeah, it, they make it hurt. Yeah, it's painful. Uh, I think my daughter beat mean? it. It's it's not easy to play. No, That's not at all. Win. Not mm-hmm. at all. As great as that animation is, you get sick of looking at the same thing over and over because you're like, ah, well, I'm not getting past this flower. This boss is constantly kicking my ass. I guess this is where I live now. But the music is great. What is Jake yeah. doing? I don't know. I'm doing yeah, the, the, the flower does that kind of that little thing. Oh. Yeah. So is the is the, the music's like twenties jazz or something or thirties mm-hmm. jazz? Yeah, it was all original. Uh, it was an original score. Have so you listened to the soundtrack, John? The soundtrack's really great. <clears throat> so somebody's got a soundtrack album of that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Most of well. all games that come out, they'll <laughs> they'll put out the soundtrack. Is that available? But I love that. <laughs> What's that? It's not available. Is that available on the Switch, Jake? Uh, yes. Uh, Cuphead. Yeah. We should just buy John a Switch. Let's buy, mm-hmm. let's pitch in and buy John a Switch. 
He'll be playing Mario, Mario Kart. Out of out of thousands of games, he's all. So what's the one you're gonna play? L.A. Noir. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. It's the only one I ever ask about. Right. Hey, do they still have that game where you're driving around 1940s? <laughs> it sounds much more exciting than it is. I know. It I know. it sounds great, and then after a while, you're like, okay, all right, cool. Whatever. There's a billboard. Cool. Yep. There's uh. There's. <laughs> All right, yep, a, it's an engrossing well, story. It's like watching a it's, really long, um, like noir film. It okay. is, but the part, the thing is, I wanted to be able to get out and have running gun battles in the streets of L.A., and, and that doesn't can. happen. Like nothing. Here's driving. There's nothing that goes you play on. Play Mafia Three. That's right, but that's not in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. True. We want L.A. We went. We, John and I want it very specific. We want it forties. We want it Los Angeles. <laughs> And then I want to be able to get into a Tommy gun fight in the middle of the street. What got my attention is they say you can actually drive way out in the middle, like where the oil wells are. They said they really mapped it out so it looks like what all that would have looked like back in the day. You know? Right, right. <laughs> where you run out of city. Suddenly it's like, you know, it's like gravel roads and oil wells. and Right. Man. Yeah. Fascinating. There you go. I want John to sit next to me while I play it. So, I mean, oh, yeah, this is the, oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I remember that from 1941. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. That I was remember insulting, that. Jake. You apologize to John right now. <laughs> no, no, no. No. You know what that'd be like? You'd be like, oh, yeah, I saw that in the big sleep. That's that coffee shop that he goes into in the big sleep. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, guys. It's time for the Digital Movie Club. Uh, I've been dreading this moment for a long time. And yet you, uh, you made it happen. That's yeah, because I, I'm a man of the people. I give. I don't just take on this podcast. I give. I'm a giver. I'm generous. I am magnanimous. But really, why did you do it? Uh, <laughs> the kids, Patrick requested it. But, Patrick, all, kidding, but all kidding aside, Patrick, why did you do it? Patrick requested it. He said, are we going to do Fifth Element? And I kind of just ah, deep side. Like when, look, when you have kids, they ask a lot of dumb questions. And you just kind of... <sighs> And you Sometimes own it. you got to do what the kids want. Yeah. Somehow you own it. So you must have, I think you've explained this a million times. Why do you own it? Was it part of a package? No, I bought it because we, I knew we were going to do it on the podcast. Ah, very good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I you am really magnanimous. You I, really took the bullet. This is a movie you didn't particularly like. Uh, well, I wait till we're done with it. Hang on. Maybe. You can cut that. You can cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, give us, or I'm sorry, who wants to get Patrick, give us the breakdown. Patrick's back. All righty. Fifth Element released in 1997 on May 9th. Got a 7.6 on IMDb, a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Directed by Luke Besson with a budget of $93 million. Holy cow. It grossed worldwide what? $93 million, not a cent of it on the screen. Um. Uh, Jesus. It's all who would like to go first? I can't answer this question. Stop looking. Oh, did up. you you're not supposed to do the research. <laughs> I appreciate you you're ready to fill in in case in case Patrick gets struck down by an assassin's bullet. And I like that. I like that you're ready to step in. But uh, yeah, don't don't peek ahead. Uh Jake. Uh let's say 150. Uh John Sandy. I think this was a hit, but I don't think it was a big hit. Uh, I'll say it made a uh, hundred million. Justine. Uh, two hundred. Two hundred million. I'm going to say a hundred and fifty. Somebody say hundred fifty million. 
I did. 151 million. You saw uh, The closest person at 200 million, it grows 263.9 wow. million dollars. This was, was a, a massive <laughs> success. Good for that. Yeah, that's good. Was it? I couldn't remember if it was a hit. <laughs> hey, proof's in the money, bro. I saw this with a bunch of friends, and nobody, I think I was the only one that liked it. I think there's nobody that liked it. So, in my mind, this was not a, yeah, this is, I don't remember. Until the show, I, I didn't really meet a lot of people that liked this movie. Uh, I'll tell you what, um, when I, I remember what turned me off to this movie first was, uh, during, you know, they always, when back in the 90s, they don't do it so much anymore, but, you know, they'll run ads and they'll give you, like, the critical reviews. And there's always somebody from, like, a local CBS affiliate somewhere. Like Buffalo or Tulsa, and they always they're just this full of hyperbole. And I remember it just said better than Star Wars. I remember it saying, and I was just from the commercials, and from the commercials I could tell that was not true. From the commercials I could tell that was not true because you were thinking that was like the Albuquerque, you know, the CBS Albuquerque outlet. Right, right. <laughs> Albuquerque Sun, better yeah. than Star Wars. Well, okay, right, but that's Albuquerque. You know? Right. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's not Cisco uh, Ebert. And I remember the, the scene too. I remember the, I remember the, the exact thing they played it over. It was the, uh, the, uh, the two, uh, little spaceships taking down the big, uh, the bigger ship that that's what they showed. It was like them attacking yeah, that ship yeah. better than star Wars. And I was like, this, that is, that, that is not true. That is absolutely not. <laughs> I reject that. You're going to tell me I this cartoony, this cartoony, even the, uh, even the, the, the trailer looked like a cartoon. Mm. Um, the clothes are dumb. Uh, <laughs> that little backless, that little like backless, clothes? that little backless number that's Bruce Willis is wearing. Why would you wear that? What What is the point of having? Oh, I'm sorry, people in 20, 2300 don't wear button up shirts and shorts. Make it look. I think John Paul Gaultier did great. Is that who it was? Yeah. Oh, no wonder. European. Great. Great. It's yes, actually a yes, European yes, film. Yes, it is. Yes, the director is from France. Of course. <laughs> where you're, you're, where you're, you guys are picking up on all the reasons I hate this movie. All right. I see. So, what you, uh, what, what's with your disdain of the French, Mario? Uh, they, they should be doing, they, they do many things great. The French New Wave, they should not be doing science fiction. They fight with their feet, they fuck with their face. <laughs> 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 uh, who was, that was Michael, that was Michael O'Donoghue. Michael O'Donoghue said, "What is it they say about the friends? <laughs> they fight with their feet. They fuck with their face. The French, they are a funny race." Oh my God, John, that's yeah. terrible. Ter- <laughs> I know. So now everyone in France that listens to this podcast is like, "What a bunch of assholes!" <laughs> I'm just, of course, this is just going to be hyperbole uh, the whole time. I'm just going to be take. I'm going to have extreme takes on this movie the whole time. Do you have anybody uh, that listens in France? You, you no, 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 no. Uh, the closest is Lauren Nichols, who speaks French. Shout out to Lauren Casey. Nichols. Um, I get the Justine killed her camera. I was actually going to go to her first. Is everything okay, Justine? Oh, there she yeah, is. Huh? Get the dog. Oh, is the dog okay? He didn't want to hang out, and then now he was crying because I locked him downstairs. Let it go. Are you okay now? I told him. Yeah, you, you warned him. You let I him know. the dog and he wouldn't listen. You, know, you like to learn his lesson the hard way. I uh, said to the dog. I him for his first birthday. Oh, happy birthday to the dog. 
Yeah, it was on Monday. He's a mm. year old. You got a Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> How cute. Nudge, 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 wink, wink. It's a Patrick. <laughs> uh, Justine, I just noticed you're, you're the, you have blonde on, the, on your hair. On the bottom of your hair. Blonde. This is um, from my purple hair. And it, now it's blonde? Yeah, because the purple washed out. It looks so great. It's, um, it's kind of grayish, more Look, than blonde. You know how many? You know, you know how much that costs people right now in the salons. Yeah. Notice I said that with a French accent for Calais. Well, it's kind of weird because I have my grays growing here, and then it's just gray down here. There's like a little gap right now. Oh, keep those grays, man! They look great. I, I always keep them. Yeah, you've earned them. I will. Yeah. You've earned them. Uh, all right. Justine, why don't you walk us through how you feel about this? Massive. Um, I guess I haven't watched this as an adult because now I actually understood the movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he used to be in the army. I didn't right. That. Right. Not just uh, a cab driver. Because of that. That's why he's so good. It just seemed like a typical. Um, What's his name? Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Doing the same exact role, just in a different place and kissing girls who didn't want to be kissed. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of had that James Bond feel there. Mm -hmm. But they're in love at the end. Didn't Love conquered all. Didn't you dig that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Um... I liked it. I just, I, I feel like I understand the movie now. Right. I now understand the movie. I know what it's about now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, who is your favorite character in this movie? Who, who's your, who's your go-to? Um. Is it Lilu? Is it Stitch? Who is it? I like the diva. She's cool. We're going to talk about the diva in just a second. There's two things that, that struck me in this movie that always bothered me. And I didn't, I never, I could never quite put my finger on it. And I, I hit it this time. So was gonna, it how they got the stones inside of her? Because it's always been well. Hey, is she gonna just was she just gonna poop them out later? What's going on? What? How is this gonna? Maybe she was taken to the death. Um, no, it doesn't. What bothers me, you know, what bothers me is, uh, and I never realized it. It never looks like she's actually singing. You can tell oh, really? she. She it, to me, it always looks like she's lip syncing. She's oh, lip syncing wow. very well, but I never buy that it's her. Gee. So that's just me, though. Wow, are you saying that lip syncing is a talent? It is. It, it to do you it right. It's not a, in this case, <laughs> you think in this case it's not a talent. But it, yeah. it, but in this case, I, I think it's the, the camera is so focused on it, and it's so close mm -hmm. that it becomes obvious the farther the the, the more. He, and I was like, why is he focusing on this? And then it's his wife. He was married to her at the time. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. So he was married oh, wow. to her. So that you know, I think he was just kind of like, hey, this. It's a beautiful lady in this blue blue makeup. I do like the character. I like her look. I think it it always looks she always looks rubbery to me. I'm never convinced I like of the her makeup. Before she performs though, and she's in her little outfit. Oh right. Your eyes. Right. Super it looks cool. like a burka, basically. A yeah. little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh Patrick, this is your movie, boy. Oh, you want me to go? Boy. Uh I have always thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I, I love the art design. Uh -huh. I love the ridiculousness of it. I love all of the crazy nonsense. Uh, I know you said you didn't like it artistically and that you don't think the special effects were that good, but for its time, I thought it did really well. 
Um, I I like the story. The actors are great. It's a fun Bruce Willis film. Gary Oldman is a wonderful villain. Uh, it's it's a a horrible villain that you love to hate. Uh, and you know it's it's a lot of fun. Hmm. And Chris Tucker's Chris Tucker is wonderful. I actually liked Chris Tucker better this time around. I, that's usually uh, he's, uh, he's so over the top. It's fantastic. I kind of liked him it's, better. It's one of the best parts of the movies. Like the fact that, and if you think about the whole situation, right, he is broadcasting theoretically the end of the world and it's just the most ridiculous way to do it. Like, why would you not? Right. I, I, I love this movie. It's, I have always loved this movie. You uh, will always love this movie. A, uh, yes. This captured a lot of the joy and wonder that uh, Star Wars gave me. Is it better than Star Wars? I will say it. It is not. Star Wars is definitely the better film, the better universe. However, for what this film is and the feeling it captures, I want to know more about the world. Like I, I want to know more. It's it's fantastic. And the artist it's based off of, a lot of it's based off of Moby, the Mobius strips, the comics, and those are amazing. Even though you were bagging on French artists, uh, he's a wonderful <laughs> French artist uh, who does some be. of the most brilliant sci-fi artwork out there. He did uh, uh, Silver Surfer. Yeah, it's great. Like I, uh, you have to take this movie with a grain of salt and enjoy it and have fun. But it, it's a fun movie for sure. Do I have to? I mean, you know, hey, I love it. I know you do. I love it for all its ridiculousness and the crazy nonsense. It's great. I respect you for uh, most of your uh, most of your opinions. <laughs> I don't I don't hold it against you for not enjoying this film. It's good. I I still and, love you. You know, not every film is for everybody. That's right, and we've learned that on the Digital Movie Club. But it's yeah. annoying when it's not for me because these are you know what I mean. Like, hey, you I'm really it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> John Sandy, let's talk about why you love this movie. Uh, yeah, every time I see this movie, I like it a little better. And when it came out, I really liked it. Um, I like the look of it. It's not just the look of it. I think it works. I think it's lighter than Star Wars. It's not better yeah. than Star Wars, but it's got a lot more comedy and humor. And it's a tough mix. It's, it's a good action film. It's tough balancing the right amount of, uh, of laughs to action. Like a movie like Independence Day, I think completely falls on its face because it's too silly. It's too ridiculous. The humor ends up screwing up the action and the action ends up screwing up the comedy. Right. This to me is a perfect mix. They walk that line. It's a perfect balance. The number one reason I liked this movie was because I, I loved Mobius so much. And they used to reprint his stuff in uh, heavy metal back in the mm-hmm. 70s and 80s. They would, the way that most people got into Mobius was through the old heavy metal magazine. So when I saw this movie, I thought, Jesus, this thing looks like a Mobius uh, comic book come to life. And it really, the effects are just so amazing. I mean, they still look pretty good, even after like, you know, what is it, 20 years or something? Yeah, it's done really well for its time especially. And that's a typical thing you'd see. Actually, I guess there's a second artist. I can never pronounce his name. There's somebody besides Mobius that worked on this movie. I guess uh, the director, he got both of them. He says, I want it to look like your 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 graphic novels, your comic books. So there's another guy, but I can never pronounce his name. He's the one that actually had a strip that was about this guy in the future driving a flying cab. But the, what I see on the screen, it looks like Mobius 100%. It, 
and you know Lucas was in, is uh, influenced by Mobius. I think there's a lot of stuff in Star Wars that is sort of based on the way his stuff looks. So I don't know. That was the number reason I number one reason I loved it because it was the closest I'd ever seen to a movie that looked like a, a Mobius comic book come to life. But I think everybody's good in it. Everybody's good in it. I think Bruce Willis is great. I think uh, Ian Holm. That's a great part. Talk about walking a line between uh, serious and ridiculous, you know. And yeah, Gary Oldman's a great villain. He just plays great villains, you know. And uh, just the whole concept. It might sound a little corny, but it's a great concept. This thing that this this fifth element you've got to come up with, and what is it? <laughs> I think you know. I know it's corny as hell. Love conquers all, but basically that is how they save the universe, and it works. And I love the whole thing, like right to the end, they got like 60 seconds and they're still trying to figure out where you put the stones, what opens up the stones. I thought that was hilarious. They're still trying to figure it out, you know? Oh, well, okay, you blow on this one, you put dirt on this one. Cobra, I got no fire, I got no fire. If I had known I wouldn't quit smoking, but I got no fire, I got no fire, Cobra. <laughs> now, I always, thought, I always thought Chris Tucker's character, I don't mind Chris Tucker, generally, in this movie, he was always really annoying to me, like fingernails oh, on a chalkboard. So but this particular time, this is probably like the 10th time I've seen the movie, I kind of just concentrated on what what his like patrick said what is it why is he in this movie and it's yeah he's doing a radio show and so yeah you're right it's like they're broadcasting the end of the world it's like armageddon so it was finally it was a little less annoying i still think he's the weak link in the movie he's the one that just takes it too far over the line as far as the silliness but it is fascinating that the whole thing and basically he's doing a radio show in the future that is that is the way radio shows are done now. And it just goes to show you that even in the future, they're still doing radio shows the exact same way. Stupid contests, you know, stupid, uh, you know, stupid jokes. Uh, um, so anyway, I don't know. But I've always thought this movie was a hell of a lot of fun. And uh, it does not. Uh, the more I see it, I, you'd think after a while I'd get a little tired of it, but it still works for me. Jake, Fifth Element, how familiar were you with it? Um, I've seen it a few times, uh, but, uh, like Justine, I didn't entirely get the movie until this was recent viewing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's great. It's a lot of fun. Um, costume design, super cool. Interesting. Just the art style in general is a lot of fun to look at. Um, and I love Ruby Rod. Okay. Chris Tucker does a wonderful job. I think he's good. I think he's a great comic relief in this movie. I think he's a great lover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just ask the girl working at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's rank it. Just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding, Kalei. Wowza, Kalei. Um, go I for think it. This movie is as fabulous as the outfits. Um, <laughs> I really appreciated uh, Miss Ruby Rod's character. <laughs> Um, I did. I thought that they were a great relief. I thought that they were a great representation of futuristic consumption of gender norms. Um, Actually, that is. I was thinking about that this time. Um, they really, and that's, and that's. I think that part comes part from being yeah. from from Europe, right? They they don't have the hangups that we do. So I think I really was watching Chris Shocker more this time 
because he always did kind of rub me the wrong way. But then I was like going, man, this is really kind of a progressive thing for 96. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I think at at the time people didn't quite know how to take it or what to make of it. But I mean, it's just, it's androgyny, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of Bowie. It's kind of a Bowie, but when, you know what unlocks the, I think I told you before we went on the air, the thing that suddenly makes that character make sense is that they wanted Prince to play that character. Yeah, when you said that, that totally made sense. And he was cast, but at the last minute, he couldn't get away from whatever right. he was doing. Now it makes all the sense in the world. If that's who they wanted, that's a gender bender right there. Right. You know, Prince. So now you know why he played it like that. Right, right. Sorry to interrupt you, uh, Kalei. Uh, I just want to make that okay. point. This might require a fact check, but on, a, on an article I read, it actually said that Prince withdrew from the project. Because he didn't appreciate John Paul's effeminate designs for the character. Oh, interesting. And one of the original designs was like um, Miss Ruby Rod in a like fesh suit or like a not a fesh suit, like a fishnet suit with um, body hair coming out of like the normal places that um, people would grow body hair to cover what wouldn't be covered by fishnet. Wow. Boy, that's amazing that Prince found it. <laughs> when you think about the stuff Prince Prince, wear, Prince of all a people. Of, a lot of lace. And right. Stuff. Yeah. That this is too effeminate. And they, they, they probably did a spit take. I, what? <laughs> what? I think it's really reflective of, like, how much uh, policing there needs to be done in queer imagery. Like, even just on the individual queer person. Like, I wonder if that was something for Prince where he felt like, how is this going to affect the way people look at me if I already am considered very feminine? Maybe, maybe, maybe it was a, maybe it was a speculation. Maybe it was a little bridge. It was a bridge too far for, uh, for old Rogers Nelson. Maybe, but you like John said, you wouldn't think that you would think that like, he would just be like, you know, it would, that would not be a, a big leap for him. But, you know, with Prince, I'm sure he always designed his own clothes, you know, so he might have thought, I don't have enough control over this. It's one thing if I'm wearing lace and purple, but it's another thing if they're going to give me something, some dress to get into, you know. Oh, maybe. I will say I did not appreciate how uh, predatory this character felt. Um, Which one? uh, Miss Ruby Rod. Um, I thought... It created an unnecessary association with predatory behavior and queer characters. And I think it could have been so easily fixed if instead of the pursuit coming from their side, it was more from they had leaned more into the angle of like fangirling, Um, which still would have been kind of predatory to take advantage of that position of power. But there was that. And then overall, I thought this movie was bond overall in that part. Yeah. Um, it's always James Bond. Disorient my senses, like that scene where Lilu's on the ledge and like the train goes down, like you're looking down when they're the police are ordering at McDonald's, like they're hovering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I also love was... the McDonald's costumes. Yeah, I love that they're still, all of us. They're still a McDonald's. It's the year three thousand. Yeah, and they're dressed like they're dressed like fashion models. The the the, the, the uniform yeah. is like a fashion model uniform. Um, what? Who was your favorite character, uh, Miss Calais? I think that I really loved Zorg, Mr. Zorg. I, I called him Mr. Capitalism. Um. <laughs> right. He's basically selling out for just selling out directly to evil. Just there's no middleman. Just directly like, selling out. He fixed his hair. I was just dying. <laughs> right. Um, and I really appreciated when he was in his building, like the color coordination between his outfit and his secretary's outfit. 
I didn't even catch that. It's good. It's a stylish, he's a stylish man, capitalism. <laughs> um, yeah. I loved this movie. I hate Gary Oldman's character in this movie. I hate the helmet. I hate uh, his that, dumb that accent. The in the I hate his dumb accent. Um, I hate. Uh, I hate that when Lilo, it never looks like she lands a punch. It always looks like she's just lightly tapping, and these guys are flying back. Uh, none mm. of the fighting is convincing to me. She doesn't need to. Uh, she's a perfect being. She doesn't need to hit him very. However, hard. I will say, watching this movie again, uh, uh, like the rest of you, I kind of liked it more this time. It didn't. Usually, I appreciated John, like John was saying, I appreciated uh, Ian Holmes. Uh, that always, to me, was really broad. And for some reason, this time, I realized he's the most reined in of anybody. Him and maybe, him and maybe, uh, him and maybe uh, Bruce Willis is kind of underplaying this one. You know, Bruce, yeah, Bruce Willis. Funny? He's you're right. It's I never thought of that. Bruce Willis is actually playing. Yeah, it like a notch. He, he's kind of playing it a notch than, below. Um, yeah. And there is that powerful <laughs> moment where he's. You know, when he's watching the opera singer, you're watching him and I'm going, boy, Bruce Willis is actually doing some acting here. Like he's, yeah. you know, he's like, you yeah. know, this isn't just, uh, you know, diehard wink at the camera, Bruce Willis. This is like, oh, yeah. he, there's some acting going on here. So I actually like this movie a little bit better this time. Um, I, did, I did have more appreciation for the visuals, especially New York. I wish they would have spent more time in New York. You know, it's obviously inspired by Metropolis and, uh, mm. you know, anything with flying cars I like. Uh, the, yeah. the, the vehicles, the, the vehicle models still look a little too too much like uh, the Who Frame Roger Rabbit ride. They look very plasticky. Um, they don't look like they have any weight. Right. I, the one thing, I, I never caught that before. They really kind of float around like balloons. They don't feel, like these days they would give it some more weight. Right. Yeah. But even the even the, the design of the car when you're close and you can tell it's a 3D physical model looks very plasticky. Mm. Doesn't look steel. Doesn't look, and maybe that's what you need to get a flying car. But I would think that well, they would I need to be think sturdy. That was intentional too, because like she falls through the roof. That's right? true. That is true. Like, I think it's it's more of a, a take on the consumptionism that's going on. You think the they're using? You think you think they're using composites? Yeah. Well, cars today are made out of plastic. That's really, cars true. Cars aren't really made out of metal anymore. That's true. Like, tap on your mm-hmm. tap on your bumper or your hood. They're That's really true. already made out of plastic. I don't know. Like, yeah. Just the design of the car doesn't look like it doesn't look like a functioning vehicle. It looks like it's just like a like yeah. a, like it's a ride. But but uh, uh, ride. that being said, uh, like yeah. I said, I, appre- I I I found Chris Tucker less annoying this time around. I mean, it's probably because I sat and watched it from beginning to end. Uh, mm-hmm. which I don't happen like usually go. usually it's on you find it or you seeing the end of it or somebody else is watching it and you're just like god I hate this movie and you roll your eyes <laughs> missing out uh again I don't you think know what, the- you know a great jo- I'll just isolate one shot that I thought really looked something is when all the escape pods all the lifeboats are right like yeah. the ship. right I said gee that's a beautiful shot they're all sort of like it really looks believable they're all just hopping on the <laughs> escape pods and taking off into the night, you know? Uh, I love the practicality of a lot of their effects. I love really well I love Luke Besson as a director. He can direct action. He knows how to set up a scene. He knows how to... There's some beautiful visuals in the movie. Like uh, Kalei pointed out, that scene where she's on the ledge and you're looking down, you're seeing all the cars and yeah. everything. Those are... those are When I think of The Fifth Element, that's, that's immediately what I think of. I think of that yeah. scene on her on the ledge and there's, you know, all those cars and everything. That That's done really, really well. Um... Isn't that funny? It's the New York stuff you think of. You say Fifth Element, you think of the New York stuff, and that's just the first 15 minutes. Right. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really yeah. think of the uh, 
the other stuff. Uh, why are we still using bullets in space? I don't know. Um, that's fine. Uh, I love how silly all the hardware and guns and missile launchers, they all look like they're out of Judge Dredd. Right. All these insane. You're right. Why are we still using missile launchers when it's the future? Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you guys uh, and maybe Patrick and maybe uh, I never caught this. So I always thought, you know the, the 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 race the race that's protecting the fifth element the race that comes down the beginning and you know zaps mm. Luke Perry's friend and all that. Um, I wasn't sure if they were. I always thought they that's what they look like, and then I thought, oh, maybe these are like space suits. Maybe these are maybe these are yeah. Because you see her hand when they reconstructed her, she still had the glove on. Right. So is that what they so look like inside? Are they just right? Guessing they're inside. Are they humanoid inside? Yeah. Is that what not- they? They are some sort of alien. They are not humanoid. Be you can tell that the reason she comes out human is because they reconstruct her using uh, technology that they uh. have. But they are uh, flesh and blood underneath. So that's mm-hmm. those are like exoskeletons or armor yeah. or something yeah. or mm-hmm. robot suits. Uh, also, I love the fact that you're traveling uh, millions of miles, billions of light years. Uh, to protect the human race, and you don't have any weapons on your ship whatsoever or shields. Uh, we just we, this race. We we just we we, we show up and uh, we get get shot down easily. Uh, that's like putting yeah, that, is, that, yeah. that's like putting the nuclear the nuclear football on a Cessna. Yeah, you know, just like hey, here we go. We're just yeah, flying. That, does, that is a little odd. Yeah, you, you know what did you yeah, say? It's kind of weird. It said you'll be fine. Yeah, they're a race of pacifists. Why would they have uh, weapons if they're pacifists? That's Come true. On, no? that's they didn't true. mind zapping a. They didn't mind zapping a three thousand years. <laughs> they didn't mind zapping a poor archaeologist who just wanted more light. Aziz, more light. He just fell over. Yeah. He Did anybody think uh, when they were reconstructing her from the DNA? That looked like a 3D printer. I thought, yeah, wow. I mean, yeah. That's the other side of it, that's too, a, right? Like that's they, ahead of the curve. <laughs> they showed a lot of things that were way ahead of its time. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, basically. Yeah, for, there was there were a few things. I was thinking of that, too. They had 3D printing the fifth yeah. element. Uh, so yeah. They were, like, way ahead of the game on a lot of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so. Did fifth element uh, inspire designer babies? What? Oh, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Have you not heard of Designer Babies? No. Tell me about that with your British accent. Uh, it's basically right now they're like developing the ability to go in and help you choose the exact egg to be fertilized and like go in and choose the exact genes you want to pass down. Somebody just told me about this. I do know what that is. Somebody just told me about this and I could not, mm-hmm. I could not believe it. Mm-hmm. So designer babies. So basically eugenics, but we're giving it a fancy name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Under the guise of capitalism, it's profitable and okay. This is how the wrath of Khan starts, you guys. I don't want to. I don't want to scare you guys, but this is how the wrath of Khan starts. All right, you want the wrath of Khan because this is how you get the wrath of Khan. All right, it's going to end with him going buried alive, buried alive, buried alive, buried alive. Khan. Uh, okay. I actually enjoyed this the second time around. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Patrick, you know, I do I love it? No, but it's better. I like it better. That's good. I'm okay with that. You don't have to like it. I love That's it. As good as it's going to get I, I love it enough for the both of us. You don't have to worry. I know you love hey. it. I know you're a big fan of, uh, of the design. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I just don't I like... Really uh, I don't like his backless orange number. 
It's it's, it's impractical. The backless orange. He's got the lattice on the back. It was a little orange tank top. Uh, Have you ever been working hard and not wanted ventilation for your sweaty back? Uh, Thank you. Not while driving a cab. That's going to be it's going to be stuck to the cab all day. Think about that. That is not. He's the only person who sits in that front seat. So he knows. No way. Want my you bat- didn't enjoy the orange making a reference to the orange harness she wears later, and then they're in love at the end and save the world. Oh, it also is jacket with the stupid sleeves. What is that? Oh my god! You don't like those, don't like those sleeves? Oh, the, the ribs, the rib sleeves. So in, in the future, on. clothes are just stupid. That's what it is. Clothes are just what dumb. What I love is that it's the future, but they're still wearing those, those like uh, those green berets. You know, right? Sort of like- they're still dressing up like it's 1969. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's a French film. Okay. You know, it's bad. Here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you, Kalei. You know, it's bad fashion. If the military has the best fashion, going. <laughs> if the military looks the best in your movie, that is not a good, you know, that should not be the, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Ruby Rod, best fashion, best design. Absolutely. The black I like the hair. I like the, I like the hair. I like yeah, the weird. Yeah, like the black, uh, like the black one piece, the black jumper thing with the big old brimmed uh, collar. It's just, it's just, it's just, I'm gonna start doing that. It's just, it's just, it's just. Love it, uh, mm-hmm. Chris. Uh, Chris Tucker. I do He's like that he just dips cold. his, he dips a paintbrush in paint, and then oh, that's yeah, how he signs fun. all the autographs for the. All stuff. That's right. <laughs> he just runs along. <laughs> I thought I'll bet you that's what the real Don's field. Is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, I got a rubber stamp. Whatever, I got to get to the elevator. Right. He poured, he poured champagne on somebody else's uh, magazine too to sign it. Just like mm. splash them with champagne. <laughs> now that's a star right there. Like, uh, I can't even be bothered to sign. I'm just going to splash some champagne. Oh, they should be so lucky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of what bothers me, especially when Chris Tucker shows up, is everything gets super overwhelming very quickly. It gets loud. You start doing a lot of jump cuts. You start doing it. gets very, it's like well, sensory overload. I'll tell you, when he's screaming, it's kind of like in uh, Temple of Doom when Kate Capshaw is screaming. And you're right. Like, okay. I get what it's supposed to be doing, but it's annoying. Right. <laughs> so You don't like the part where they're underneath like the, the cart and he screams and takes a deep breath and keeps screaming? No. <laughs> that was actually really That was funny. pretty funny. I do like when he hands him the gun and he's going to say, just <laughs> hold the gun. <laughs> just <laughs> If he moves, you know, I, I love, love it. that. It's like, he's never had a gun in his hand. He's like, right. what do I do? What do I do? Who uh, doesn't want bombs that detonate by counting? Mm. It's great. Give me the cash. That Give is, me the cash. That's another great scene where he walks in and he goes, why is this thing ticking off? <laughs> it's Ian Holmes. <laughs> goes, Uh-oh. I know what that is. <laughs> I may be a monk, but I know what that right. is. <laughs> and why does his little assistant wear a Devo hat? I don't understand. A Devo hat. Oh, yeah. Well, it's almost like a yarmulke, isn't it? It's almost like a little beaning. Yeah. Kind of. Plastic. But you're right. It's almost like a, almost like a plastic Devo it's hat. It's a Devo yeah. hat. He's wearing a Devo yeah. hat. All right. Let's rank it. Enough about this movie. My God. <laughs> you loved it. I love it. Uh, Justine. <laughs> what did Joe Bessie give? Fifth Element. I give it a seven and a half. Wow. John Sandy. That's what I give it. A seven and a half. Uh, Jake, um, ye- seven. Calais, because of the fashion, because of the couture, <laughs> uh, this movie's an eight for me. The juicy oh. couture. All right, 
Patrick. It's a 10 every day, all day, every day, all day long. Go, Patrick. Go, Patrick. You go, Patrick, because I'm giving it a six. I do not give a shit. I love this fucking movie. This movie's a six. It's up from a four. I'll tell you that. It jumped from a four to a six. Hey, pretty good. So, so just so you know. Now, I I don't understand why I don't like this movie. It's sci-fi. It's in my wheelhouse. There's guns that go pew-pew. There's fighting. It's all the stuff I like. Explosions. I think it's what you said earlier. It's the fact that some asshole said that it's better than Star Wars. And that's always that's been against you for the rest. Yeah, probably. I'm just like, yeah, this is no Star Wars. And also, also, I just think, I think I know Gary Oldman's thing is to be over the top. I know it. I like Gary Oldman a lot. I like him in a lot of things. I just don't like him in this movie. You I would. Know, re- I think I read somewhere that he did not particularly like what he did in this movie. Right. So you might have company. I will. I, I one, will listen to Commissioner movies, Gordon yeah. say "Mount the curb" a million times for him, and I think that's why I like it so much. Oh, the reason he's a genius is because he can play it over the top like this. What was the other one? Romeo's Bleeding. What's the one where he? No. Plays the, the, uh, the, uh, the professional. The, thing, uh, the professional. Oh, the professional. That's right. Also, yeah, Luke Besson. Think about. Uh, that's right. That's right. That was Luke Besson. Mm-hmm. Think about how over the top that was. Right. And the fact when he plays Commissioner Gordon, it's so understated. Right. You, it's you a hundred percent believe him. Right. Uh, that's what blows me away. Plus, he nails the accent. I don't know if that's like a Boston accent or or what it is, but talk about that guy's amazing. Everybody down. Right. Know? I actually hated that accent. I thought which it was one? the worst part of his character. In you which know, one? In, Batman, in, Southern, in the Batman like movie? That Southern hospitality? In which movie, Justine? In which movie? This one that we just watched. Yeah, know. it's the terrible, Southern, right? The Southern accent, yeah. Oh, I loved it. It's it a no weird choice. It. Why? It didn't add anything. It just was blah. It was everything. <laughs> you got close-up of his <laughs> teeth, though, funny. Justine. Did that bother you? I, I figure the, the close-ups on his crooked teeth... That should that should knock it down to a six, just because that's. Who doesn't love the Hershey's chocolate underneath his glass dome head? I don't understand what. What I always thought was that was almost like a reverse Hitler. He's got the Hitler haircut, but instead of a mustache, he's got a goatee. (laughs) You know, I thought this is just telegraphing Hitler. You know, Uh, John Neville, who's the the, the first guy to get the 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 Hershey's squirts on his head in the beginning, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, played Sherlock Holmes in a movie called A Study in Terror, where he. It's the first movie really? that pits Sherlock Holmes against uh, Jack the Ripper. So if you ever Who get a chance. Who uh, plays Holmes in that? Uh, John Neville. Oh, he played Sherlock yes. Holmes. Yes. Don't yeah. I don't know who Watson is. He's a character guy. He was in Where Eagles Dare. He's the guy that gets kicked in the face by Richard Burton and plummets to, okay. his, nice. plummets to his death. Well, he was also uh, Baron Munchausen, too. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's called funny. A Study in Terror. Check it out. Very Who's young. Very young uh, Dame uh, 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 Judy Dench is in that too. Yeah. Oh, in that movie. Yeah. Before she's a dame. Yeah, she's just she's Judy. She's just Judy. Judy the Dencher Dench is what they called her in the credits. Judy the Dencher. It's all about the Denchers. Yeah. All right, guys. Next week. Uh, what do we say next week? What did I say? Who was paying attention? We don't know. We don't know. Well, if you listen to the show, we had an alternate. Well, I'm not here. I don't listen. Why not? I don't know. I'm spicy like that. Uh, was it Con Air? You're expected to be a part of this show. 
Okay, this is 2023. The days of your Disney vacations are over. Okay, if it's a Wednesday, your schedule is completely clear. Do you hear me? We're not going to Disneyland anymore. You know what's there. Nothing changes. It's, it, it, hey, did you guys see Mickey's Runaway Train? Yeah, how was that? Did you Did you go on that? No, we didn't go. Why? What last oh, week? I thought it when it was up. open last time. No, we were supposed to go today. They were doing a soft opening. I heard it's great. <laughs> I did. I heard it's fantastic. Yeah, I know. Well, you, you, yeah, you Patrick, heard, why didn't you, just, you guys go? You just turned on a dime. <laughs> hey, I heard it was great. I did. I heard it was fantastic. <clears throat> they know I'm kidding. How awkward. They Do with Dewey? Do we know you? No, kidding? you never know. I could be really yeah, angry right now. Is it Con Air? Uh, I'm checking right now, sir. Hold on one second. See, he doesn't remember. So you don't listen to your own show. Wait, is it Con Air? I think it was, because I was kind of worried you guys wouldn't be here for Con Air if you were Disney. Uh, I'm down for a Nick Cage triple feature. We can go back and watch The Rock again, and then watch Con Air, and then... Ghost Rider. Ooh, go, no, not Ghost Rider. No, uh, Snake, Snake Eyes. No, Snake not Snake Eyes. Eyes. It is Con Air. Con Air, and then uh, the week... It's a... It's a Nicholas Cage double feature because it's Con Air, and then the week after that is Face Off. Ooh. Oh yeah. Wait, and then I've seen Con Air before. Uh, uh, me, of course. Oh yeah, I, no, you I, have. I've seen it. Okay, Jake, you Just haven't seen it. Justine, you haven't have seen not, it. No. Calais, have you seen it? No. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I, it's terrible. It's, and, it's great. Movies. Shut up, Mario. It's great. It's, I don't know if it's the same movie, but um, it is the plain one. <laughs> It's terrible in the best possible way. Right off the bat, I don't like Mick Cage's hair. This oh, is you'll, peak Nick Cage. This is, this, you'll hate it. Uh, this is S tier Nick Cage. Kalea, I don't know if you're going to be with us in three weeks. Uh, God willing, you will be. But uh, we're going to do a movie called Operation Condor, which is actually a movie. It, the full title is uh, Armor of the Gods Part 2, colon, Operation Condor. And uh, you want to talk about Jackie Chan using uh, women as props. Not one, not two, three women used pretty much as props the whole movie. You are going to flip your lid. Flip my lid. <laughs> and then a week after that, the great Harrison Ford, enjoying a little bit of a renaissance right now, Harrison Ford, um, playing probably the greatest Wait, president of all time in Air Force One. Did you hear what Michelle yes. said about Jackie Chan? Who? Michelle Yell? What? She said that... He called her, congratulated her on the movie win, but then he said, um, or her, what did she win? Best actress or something? But he told her he got offered the job first. He did. That's an absolute true story. Which one? Which movie? Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once. They offered it to Jackie Chan first? Yes. Jeez. They wrote it, and then they realized they they could do, uh, they could stick Michelle Yeoh in there, and it would be more interesting. (laughs) Oh, boy. Why the need to mention that, Jackie? Because uh, he is, dude, he is, so Jackie Chan is a, and uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh, if you read all her interviews, she says that, uh, like, he's openly chauvinist. <clears throat> yeah, he's kind of a dick. Mm, I wouldn't say that. It's cultural. What are you guys okay. going to do? It's cultural. I mean, it's not, not that that excuses it, but it's, it's the culture. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. Mm. Mm. Jackie also leaning uh, heavily communist these days, kind of burning a lot of goodwill. But still, but still, 
Uh, yeah, he's he's people in Hong Kong are mad because he's like openly embraced the uh, Chinese government. <clears throat> Jackie's a con- Jackie's a commie. Uh, yeah, but you know what? What do we talk about on this show all the time? We have to separate the art from the artist, or we'll never watch anything or enjoy anything. That's right. You know. Yeah, sometimes we struggle with that. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce got snubbed. Uh, that's great. But she still won. What was it? She won Dance Record of the Year. Or something. Come on, you think you what? think Beyonce? You listen. I'm not the biggest fan of Queen B. You think that 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 album? You think Harry Styles is going to put out anything as good as Beyonce? Queen B no, herself? That's not who. Well, who won the Harry Styles? They wanted her to win. They wanted her to win Record of the Year, and that was Bonnie Raitt, right? No, it was Harry Styles. Was the one that okay. everybody was mad. Oh, about. I guess song Song of the Year was Bonnie Raitt. I guess. Yeah. I don't know how they did. I don't. I never watch the Grammys because I don't know who half those people are. I <laughs> hate <laughs> award shows. Justine, mm. are you okay? Lizzo won. She won like one of the records of the. There was Record of the Year and there was Album of the Year. And I think so. I think Harry Harry Styles won Album of the Year, and people were saw it as a big snub to Beyonce. But Beyonce now holds the record for most wins. Period. So that, it's hard to feel sorry for. Her. I don't want her to win because she will knock off the current winner, which is Sir George Schulte, who, if you've never heard his uh, his, uh, his his conducting of uh, Beethoven's uh, symphonies, fantastic. Uh, How about that? Yeah. Suck on that, Suck all of on you. Sulky. Yeah, suck on okay. that, all you pop music. What about Riri this weekend? I know. Are you pumped? Got the Super. I don't even know who's playing. I just know Riri's going to be Your Super Bowl, it's your Philadelphia Eagles and your Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick where, Mahomes. Where are they, where are they playing? Uh, I don't know what, where they're playing, but it is going to be uh, Rihanna. My friend and my friend and idol, Rihanna, will be doing the uh, the show. I hope she does uh, Breaking Dishes, which is like, which is a, an unsung uh <laughs> Rihanna song. I really want to see her break some cotton, break some dishes. Well, you want to talk about costuming? Those Super Bowl shows, costuming always very interesting on those things. Yep. All right. I love you guys so much. So next week we'll be here for uh, for Con Air. Uh, Kalei, will you be joining us again? I will. This listen. Are you just going to be on the show now? Let's just hash this out on the air. I guess I'm here now. Oh man. <laughs> We're we're coming into such a morally questionable period of movies that I'm just going to feel guilty. Yeah. For my I I can dial it back. I can reel it in. No, it's, it's fine. No, you know, you know what? I do like that perspective because we don't talk about stuff like that, and it it does need to be addressed. Uh, like we talked. Yes, Justine, go ahead, please. What year are we in right now? We're in the year 2023. 97 was. She's like uh, that face is like you assholes. Uh, we are going to be doing a James Bond movie soon. Oh, exciting. With Michelle Yeoh. With okay. Michelle Yeoh. Tomorrow Never Dies. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the best of the mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnans. I'm sick that day. No, you're not. <laughs> you're going to fight the patriarchy that day. I missed your last one you did of uh, James Bond. Yeah, it was Goldeneye. And I did not miss that. That was the best video game adaptation ever made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can tear down the movie together. Yeah, you guys, you have a you have Tonight a friend now. <laughs> when do we watch Austin Powers? Uh, we're not because I because Kelly just told me she the, every time she breaks a movie down, I'm like, oh, this movie's going to be problematic. This movie's going to be problematic. That's definitely going to be problematic. So we're probably just going to avoid it altogether. 
Sorry, Justine. Like I'm it's Austin Powers. <laughs> we will be watching it when we get to 1999. Okay. And then we're going to revisit uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, oh, boy. Love it. So bad. We should go back. At, we should have uh, Kalei start from the beginning and then just give us all her notes. Every single like her abridged notes on the movies that we've, we've missed and she could just go. I just remember that TikTok you said about Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> That's crazy. The two guys watching it. They're just like, yeah, what Mickey the? Rooney. Oh, Mickey Rooney's in this? Oh, what part is he? Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, I love it. Yep. Uh, do it, Patrick. No, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just too uncomfortable. Patrick does it so well, though. I love it. All right, it's you guys. So uncomfortable because right. he's so racist. He's so racist. Uh, I'll be the racist dragon. Perhaps they hate me because I'm so <laughs> racist. I'll be the racist dragon. <laughs> That's it, a funny bit. <laughs> his ranger. What does it say? He's dropped a single raindrop, which everyone knows turns into gumdrops. Okay. Guys, I love you so much. Uh, until next week, we're going to be talking about, uh, next week we're going to talk about Con Air. Probably the greatest, uh, I, you know, I would say it's the greatest airplane movie ever made if we weren't watching Air Force One two weeks yeah, later. Yeah, Air Force One is so much better. Oh, my God. They're oh, going to be so good. I told be- you there's a bunch of plane movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to be watching Soul Plane in a few weeks, so that's up there. How come we missed uh, Airport Seventy <laughs> Five? Uh, well, we did watch Airplane, which we did. Uh, watch airplane. We did watch Airplane, so that the covered. stewardess is flying the airplane. That covers. Are it. we going to watch Snakes on a Plane? Ah, uh, no. Get Sorry. these snakes off the motherfucking. Plane. We watch Anaconda. I think we need to see. I think we need to see snakes on the plane. Dude, you just gave me a great idea for a movie, Anaconda, where like a whole apartment complex gets taken over by snakes. Oh. Yeah. There, there we go. go. That's great. That's, Anac- that's good. <laughs> Anaconda. <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys. I love you so much. We will talk to you uh, next week. So, uh, for Calais, for Jake, for Patrick, for Justine, for John, Sandy, for myself, we say this transmission ends now. Fight the power. <laughs> <laughs>